Welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs. And you know what we have today? Brand new equipment. Ooh. All brand new equipment. I thought you, I didn't even know where you were going with that, but we do have brand well, new equipment. Um, I did just come back from a um, brag, brag nope. lunch, drag lunch mm-hmm. with Laura. Yep. Um, and some other girlfriends. They took me up for my 50th. Mm-hmm. And it ended with me vomiting in the gutter, which yep. is always a good time. But it shows that I, you had a fun day. I had too much to eat. It really was because I had too much to eat. Sure so because, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about vomiting in the gutter, <laughs> always a good time. We are going to cover bizarre medical treatments today, mm-hmm. which literally writing some of this, I was gagging. Wait till I get to my eye one. Mine's milk baths. Milk baths are going to get you. Oh, I don't like that. And that's an honorable mention. It's fucking gross. Um, And I think I could be wrong. Do we have an email that we forgot to read at some point? Maybe. Maybe we'll read on the next episode. We have an email. Somebody wrote us an email that we didn't read, I don't think. Oh, okay. Um, And we want to just say hello to everybody and send us your emails. You've all been very quiet and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So we're going to talk about bizarre medical treatments. Okay. Laura, do you want to go first? Sure. All right. I'm starting with one that um, my mother has to have and I will have to have, which is bloodletting. Oh, I love a good Mm -hmm. bloodletting. Mm -hmm. Are they bringing out the leeches? No, just bloodletting. So the art of bleeding the body for medical purposes is one of the oldest treatments in the world. It started over 2000 years ago in Asia, Africa and Europe in like it's not like any of those. They knew that each other was doing it. They They all individually started bloodletting. Um. They did this to balance the quote-unquote humors. They believed the body was made up of four body fluids or humors. Um, we cover that in the plague, I think, don't yeah. we? Um, if someone was sick, it was because their humors weren't balanced. So they would realign the humors by removing some blood. <laughs> it is still used to this day for certain conditions, but it is now called therapeutic phlebotomy. So it doesn't sound so archaic. They Leaches. literally... Literally changed the name so it doesn't sound like a treatment 2,000 years ago. phlebotomy. Yep. Sounds lovely. Two disorders bloodletting still treats is hemochromatosis, which is why my mm-hmm. mother has to have it and I'll have to which have it. Which we discuss in a famine episode. Mm-hmm. And polysemia vera, um, which both present with an abundance of red blood cells that dam- that cause damage to the bodies. Mm-hmm. So they will... What? What are you doing? <laughs> He's like... I thought you were like, what is he? Is I'm he like, pointing at a dollar bill on the right, floor, Laura? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, so they'll just, they literally just, they put an IV in your arm and draw blood off your arm. It's not like before they used to cut your arm and right. just let you bleed out for a little bit. Um, but that's bloodletting. All right. Well, since you're talking about bloodletting, mm-hmm. I'm going to follow that up with medical leech therapy, mm. also known as MLT. Oh, I didn't Since know maybe are. I have a few drinks on board, we're going to go with MLT. Yes. Please. It's also called. Hiriudo therapy. So, also involves tapeworms at some point. Yeah, no. And so I started, and the reason I know this, the reason I know this, is because I was looking into tapeworm therapy because that's what I was supposed to be covering. And I realized, no, that's not actually what I'm covering. I'm covering hookworm. Yeah. No, when I get to milk baths. Mm -hmm. But... Um, apparently tapeworms are used for therapeutic reasons, but we're not, con- we're not talking about tapeworms. We're talking about leeches. And if mm. you've listened to our very, very first episode, you'll know how exactly how I yeah. feel about leeches. I think they're the one of the most fucking disgusting things that the world has ever created. It's made both of us scream and run. And it's, a- they're disgusting. Yeah. They're like aliens. I, I, they're disgusting. They're gross. So the first record of leech therapy is in 
ancient Egypt. Oh, those Egyptians. They were fucking in everything. They were. Chinese, Arabic, Anglo-Saxon, ancient Greece, and Romans have all used MLT. Mm-hmm. Medical therapy. Good job. 17th century Europe. It was its widest known use. It slowly decreased from there, but the last few decades, it's made a comeback. Oh, we, it's I'm a bringing comeback. leeches back. Hey. Mm-hmm. All right. What is a leech? Well, they live in fresh water and they're segmented. I don't. That I, word alone. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. They're hermaphrodites. Did you know that? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, this made me want to puke in my mouth, carnivorous worms. Why is that gross? Because it means they eat meat. They are carnivorous. Ew. They're disgusting. They are sensitive to water, touch, light, heat, sound, and various chemicals, which if you've listened to our first episode and Laura talks about, they stick them in alcohol and they go, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and fly backwards and just expel every it's drop the of blood. funniest thing I've ever so <laughs> They go so backwards. Weird. I still laugh over that. Each segment has different organs, like mm. ganglions and testicles. They have two sucker parts, and one works for creeping and one for adherence. Ew, God. Uh, The anterior sucker has three jaws with many teeth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, Oh, God. It's like a fucking. What's the thing thing from from Stranger Things? Demigorgon. It's like all those fucking teeth coming at you. Okay. The bite warms parts of their host it goes to the warm part of the host and it sucks its blood in rhythmic contractions i would only want my blood to be sucked in a rhythmic contraction. i don't want my blood sucked by mm-hmm. anybody i'm sorry maybe eric northman a feeding takes about 40 minutes and each least leech can digest 10 to 15 milliliters which is about three tablespoons of blood per feeding and there are more than 600 leech species ew 600 and I'll bet you out there there's some one big fucking huge leech oh, out yeah. there. Like yeah. that's no, the size it's of the Titanic. Like, yep. sucks onto your abdomen and you're It's gone. disgusting. Yeah. Leech therapy is applying a leech for complementary and integrative treatments. Yes. A leech is attached to the problematic area and the purpose is to gain potential utilities of leech saliva. Mm-hmm. Laura, what are those potential? Well, I'll tell you. We're going to get into it. Okay. When a leech attaches with its three jaws and many teeth to your fucking warm pots, it creates a pathway. <laughs> right in the fucking groins right. is your oh, warm pot. That's the warmest pot yep. of the groins. Under the sac. Mm-hmm. Um, they secrete anticoagulants to keep the blood flowing in. Uh-huh. They have antimicrobials to protect themselves from anything that they are sucking off the host. Isn't that amazing what these things have in... Like, isn't that... like It's, it's disgusting. mind-blowing. They have analgesics so Ooh, that you don't, you, know, don't you don't know where they are. Exactly. Yeah. And they have anti-inflammatory attacks. Oh. Effects. Attacks. No, not attacks. Oh, effects. effects. All of these attributes of a leech's saliva make it perfect for a plastic reconstructive surgery, yes. like fingery plants, which we have told that story before. Like an every plant, which we've done on my... Yeah, microsurgical replants. Like there was a story of a woman, um, she worked in like... I don't know, she worked in some kind of factory and her hair got caught in one of the machines and ripped her scalp off. Mm-hmm. And they reattached her scalp and she was getting a dead patch at the temple and they stuck leeches on it. Wunderbar! She mm-hmm. lived. Uh, it's used for cardiovascular disease, DVTs, post-phlebetic syndrome, which is like 
Phlebitis is when your feet swell and like areas swell because of lymphatic issues. Uh, complications of diabetes. Tinnitus. I don't know how leeches work, but tinnitus. Oh, I put them in your ear? I don't know. Or near your ear? Like maybe no, around? Man. Like how do you get a leech in your ear? I... <laughs> Wouldn't it like... Laura's <laughs> like fucking scratching her head. Wouldn't it like go... No, you can't put it in someone. You couldn't. Yeah. It would rip your eardrum off. Yeah. yeah. No. Imagine for like bar it into your head. <laughs> into your brain. No. I don't understand um, that. I don't understand that. <laughs> and it reduces pain for osteoarthritis. Really? Those little fuckers are up to something. So really? now they are breeding them for medical purposes. Yes, we have fun. We don't just get leeches. They're from a farm, a medical yeah. farm. They come in up York, in a bottle of saline. from New York. And there's like 80 of them swimming around. Zoom, zoom, zoom. And they're like, they, you got to see these things. Oh. They fly around that and fucking like saline bottle. They're oh, long God. and skinny and oh. disgusting and everything you would picture. And then that's, you put it on, it <laughs> curls up into yeah. this little And it ball. becomes gigantic like a grape in about 10 seconds. Yeah. And they, then you put it in that alcohol. I don't like, I don't want to be a host for anything. No. I don't want anything living off of me. No. Not even my kids. Yeah. Love you guys. Yeah. Uh, so back to you. Oh, um, I'm talking about, since we're talking about little buggers, maggot therapy. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I, the only thing I probably hate worse than leeches. Like, I'd rather leech than a maggot. I'm going to tell you that. Maggots, because right they shimmy. You ever see them? Like, you open they your shake. trash bin, it's they, like, sh- they shimmy. Like, they like having little seizures. Yeah. And there's like, they're all shimmying in the back of the yeah. fucking uh, trash uh, can. Uh, 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 they're uh, disgusting. Yep. I hate, I hate them. Um, okay. So, if a patient has a chronic non healing wound, there is usually there's dead tissue in that because yep. it's constantly dying. Yep. So dead tissue leads to infections. Any If you have anything dead on you, we have to remove it because you're going to get infected and you will die of that infection. Um, and you know what loves to eat dead tissue, Nicole? Maggots. Maggots. Maggots all they like to eat. Dead tissue. They love dead meat. Um, they love it. Um, since patients with non-healing wounds need the dead tissue to be removed constantly, like they, if it, it's the wound's not healing, you come in and you get it debrided. And then you come back three days later and you get it debrided. Unless well, you work with some of those weird nurses and they call it a debridement. A debridement. No, I, I hate debridement. I hate those people. Um, so you know what doctors can prescribe for you? They maggot prescribe therapy. maggot therapy? They pres- I thought it was just like I was living on the streets and they no, didn't take care no, of myself. No, 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 that's a different maggots. thing. That's a different thing. Maggot therapy is actually a therapy. They the doctors, actually, I've never They have it. farms for maggots that they bring in and do medically. Do you need to it? Just let some flies in the room. No, they don't do that. They're specific maggots. That's gross. They take sterile farm-raised maggots and place them in the wound and let them get to work cleaning it out. And eating get all to that work. dead tissue. And they <laughs> don't have body. to stop. You don't have to bring them back every three days because these maggots just eat, 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 eat. And then um, do you come in and there's like 800 flies in the room. Oh, my God. No. Imagine. It's like Amityville Horror. Yeah. This is different from, oh, I don't even know how to say it. Myasis, which is a magnet, maggot infestation in a patient's wound that is discovered while moving tissue so like if a i had patient, a patient with mice yes and i was vomited so if a patient comes in they're like oh they got a really bad infection they're gangrenous we got to open it and take that tissue out and you sometimes you'll open it and there's just oh. a thousand maggots in the person's <laughs> legs that is not <laughs> medical treatment that is Mm-mm. that is Mm-mm. maggots infected their leg Mm-mm. but we can medically treat wounds with farm raised maggots intentionally placed there Mm-mm. and then removed and that's maggot therapy that's nauseating yeah I don't like maggots. No, just take off whatever area has that wound, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I have moved on. Medieval news dot today. Uh, trepanation. Oh. Which is a fancy, fancy fucking word for burrholes. Mm-hmm. Trepanation, also known as trepanning oh. or trepanation. Yeah. It's the drilling of a hole in the skull, mm-hmm. which we still do today. All the time. Comes from the Greek word 
trepanin, borer or auger or drill. No matter what year it was done or the process, the end result is always the same. You end up with a hole in the skull. Today, we do burr holes or craniotomies, but we replace the burr hole with a cover, mm-hmm. little metal, little, little disc. Titanium thing. Or we took, put your skull back. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, the hole was left open. Ew. The oldest discovered skull with trepanation evidence dates back to 6,000 BC. Yikes. North Africa, probably Egypt, Ukraine, and Portugal. Wow. Both Hippocrates and Galen referred to trepanation. Wow. Between the years of 460 BC and up to 210 AD. Mm-hmm. During Hippocrates' time, there are records that trepanation was done for head injuries, so pus could ooze out and prevent madness. Yeah, that'll give me, make you like, mad. If you're oozing pus out of your brain, you got bigger problems. Mm. Medieval times. <laughs> Magic or religious reasons to free people from demons, they would do trepanation. So you would do it to like psychiatric Yes. Patients. You would put a really, hole in their skull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gonna, how else are you going to get the demons out, Lara? Obviously. What the fuck? Obviously. They don't vomit out like the exorcists who have to put holes in the head. Well, obviously. Um, initiations to turn someone into a warrior. A warrior? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. put a hole in their skull to make yeah. them a warrior? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Jeffrey Dahmer was doing? Uh, therapeutic mm-hmm. reasons to treat tumors, convulsions, mm-hmm. epilepsy, migraines, loss of consciousness, and behavioral changes. Or yeah. to treat the skull fracture. Yes. So there's evidence of people like picking, you know, like in the Civil War and stuff, they would pick the bone skulls out and do a little burr hole. So throughout the 17 and 1800s, trepanation was in and out of popularity. Mm -hmm. Though it was very popular during the Civil War, it has since given way to more sophisticated procedures of craniotomies, which we do every fucking day. Literally. Some people still believe trepanation is beneficial. So there are stories of people who thought like it's just... Just put a hole in my skull because it's good for me. What? And yeah, yeah. And even John Lennon, they believe may have either tried it, but he was trying to convince Paul McCartney to do this as well. Oh. And Paul was like, "You're out of your fucking mind." You and I mean, there was nothing wrong with him, and he just wanted a hole in his skull. He just wanted a hole in his skull. I mean, if it's we have, if you have blood in your head and it's causing pressure on your brain, and we put that hole in and drain the blood, it is a hundred percent therapeutic. Yes, but to just do it, for but no just reason, to do it for no reason doesn't no, make any sense. He wanted John Lennon to John Lennon wanted Paul McCartney to do it with him. Let Yoko do it with you. So I wish somebody would put a fuck Some on her. Some weird head. people. Anyway, so that don't is, say that she doesn't mean that. I didn't mean like, it with a bullet. Just a burr hole. Just burr hole. Get the old. What was that craniotomy drill called? What did we call that? Oh my drill? god, the. Oh my god, the. Hudson. The, the Hudson, Hudson drill. Yeah. The Hudson drill. It Hudson was like brace. the Hudson drill yeah. was like an old-fashioned cartoon drill, and the handle went around, and we would. I've actually seen them use that to get into a head. Like during a trauma, they would. Do we it. always we had it in that. You had it like you in had the back it on the uh, the bolt yeah. tray. Yeah, because that's what we called the ICP drains. We called them bolts. We put yeah. a bolt in. Yeah. So uh, they were trepanning his head to put a bolt in. Nice. Um, so on to you. That's oh. trepanation. Well, that's funny. They're on that because I'm on lobotomies. Mm. Mm. <sighs> side third. note. Side note. Yeah. Last podcast on the left does a fucking amazing podcast on lobotomies. Okay. Check it out. Like you know, I can't. There's oh, it's so good. I know. Um, so this is the only therapy in this list that is no longer in use. Lobotomies? Yes. Okay. This way. I of mean, any way, you shape, do lobotomies yeah. for like a tumor for injuries or something. or something. Um, this is the therapy is no longer in use, but was still performed up to thirty years ago. Yeah. This way. 
Dr. Igis Moniz invented the lobotomy to cure patients of psychiatric disease. To perform a lobotomy, doctors would take an orbitoclast, which is like a long, thin nail, and place it next to the eye in the eye socket. Oh. So like right, right, like, you know, that little fuck right here, right next to your nose in your eye socket. Um, and then the surgeon would take a mallet and hit that nail. <gasps> Holy shit. Until it broke through the eye socket and broke the skull open. And they'd ram that right through the frontal lobe of your brain. Nail straight through your frontal lobe. Um, then disgusting. it would be repeated several times to, quote, interrupt the connections between the front of the brain and the main processing centers of the brain, end quote. Um, it was a very successful procedure. Almost all the patients were cured of the psychosis. But they were also they were mostly all left in a vegetative state. <laughs> Shit. Uh, luckily, antipsychotic meds were discovered, so we no longer do lobotomies for psychosis. And this is no longer done at all. Dr. Aris Moniz actually won a Nobel Prize in 1949 oh for developing this procedure. Yeah, John F. Kennedy's sister had one of these done. And yes. It leaves the people in a... Like a vegetative vegetative state. state. If you've ever watched, which is an excellent, excellent, excellent movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson, he ends up at the lobotomy and he's just gonzo when he comes back. If you put a nail through your frontal lobe, you are not right. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. If you get the chance, listen to that podcast because it gets into how they were doing lobotomies for people with menopause, people with. Because you were crazy. Yep. Unbelievable. He's going to want me to have a lobotomy. Like when when they talk about. I've warned Brian already. When they talk about Rosemary Kennedy, they were oh, like, um, she was reciting like the Our Father. And they hit one too many times. She stopped Couldn't, speaking yeah. and never spoke again. Yeah. Like, it was sad. It was yeah. very, very sad. And it was because she was just a little different. Yeah. You know? All right. So, well, we're going to go into shock treatment. Okay. Mayo.com, I got this. Shock treatment, also known as electroconvulsive therapy, which again is also seen in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. ECT. Excuse me. It's today, ECTs are done under general anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Small electric currents are passed through the brain intentionally to trigger a brief seizure. Mm-hmm. This causes changes in the brain chemistry that quickly reverse certain mental health conditions. It's usually done when other treatments have failed. Mm-hmm. If you've seen ECTs in the past, they haven't, they weren't done with the anesthesia. They'd bring you in, they would put a Gag in your mouth, yeah. fucking hold your arms and legs and down shock. and shock the shit out of you and you'd convulse and everything else. These would lead to memory loss, fractured bones and other serious side effects. It, it's used to treat severe depression, treatment resistant depression, severe mania, mm-hmm. um, catatonia and agitation and aggression in people with dementia. Mm-hmm. Sometimes used during pregnancy because they can't use certain medications when they're pregnant. Um, older adults who can't uh, tolerate drug side effects or when it has been successful in the past. Risks of these ECT are confusion, memory loss, nausea, headache, jaw, or muscle pain. Yeah, because that's... Yes, because you're clenching. clenching. So when I was doing my clinicals at um, one of the Boston psych hospitals, there was a woman in there and she had had ECT treatment. And they, they, they tell you to ask these people. So I'm like, you think the ECT helped? She's like, absolutely. Before I had my ECT ECT, all I could think about was killing myself. Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, all I thought was killing myself, killing myself, killing myself. She said, since I've had these treatments, I don't feel like that anymore. They say people 
rave like yeah say it makes a huge like they, i mean it's for severely depressed yes, people like you but, want to kill yourself 24 hours yeah, a day but they it, they really say it makes a huge it's difference given like two to three times a week for mm-hmm. three to four weeks uh you give an anesthesia blood i forgot i wrote all this when yeah. i said that so that's, that's why right. i have to keep going blood blood pressure cuffs monitor o2 and you have a mouth guard so you don't crack your teeth because your um, jaw will be clenching. Yep. Once you are asleep, a shock is given that lasts about 60 seconds. The seizure is induced and you are monitored by an EEG so that they know, yes, they see a spike, a seizure is happening. A few minutes later, anesthesia wears off and you are on your way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was also at the same psych hospital, I was allowed to go into the treatment room for ECTs. And one oh. of the nurse anesthetists we worked with was in there. So she was, they just bag them. They don't like, I mean, it's quick. Just, yeah, it's quick. Yeah. And calm, like... You wouldn't know anything was happening to mm-hmm. these people when they were having it done. It was it was pretty impressive, I yeah. gotta say. So that is electro uh, current therapy, mm-hmm. also known as shock treatment. All right. Um, next, I'm doing. Why do I do these names? Helminthic therapy, which is hookworm therapy. Oh. Mm. Up until 20 years ago, if someone oh. traveled and came back with worms, it was like, oh my God, that's like <laughs> grossest thing ever. Like the grossest of the gross. You can't, you know, don't drink something there. You'll get worms. Don't yeah. eat something there. You'll don't get worms. Don't use that toilet. You get worms. You'll get worms. Everything was like, you'll get worms. Mm-hmm. Now we actually. Now you use, want those worms. Yeah. We actually use hookworms to treat allergies and autoimmune disease with great success. Um, allergies with hookworms? Yeah. Yep. In most countries where people are naturally infested with hookworms, they have like no autoimmune disease and no allergies. That's weird, huh? It's bizarre. Um, So like, talk to me. What does a hookworm look like? Do we know what these look like? I don't. It's a worm. Is it in your gut? Yeah. Yeah. It goes in your gut. Okay. So you would come home and people would be wicked sick because they had these hookworms, but it actually, um, I don't know what they actually look like, but it's in your gut. Okay. Um, they don't have, like, these countries that have these hookworm people are naturally infested with them. They don't have Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, irritable bowel disease, no allergies. Like, it's unbelievable. They do not no, have But you things. have a parasite living in you. Yes, but you're not sick. It's quite a trade-off. Um, all you do. So we treat, now people, now they actually treat people with hookworms who have Crohn's. Oh, that's, I don't know. I don't know about that. Nicole, all you have to do. Is drink, drink a glass of live parasitic worms. Nope. Nope. That then colonize you and start to knock out all your autoimmune diseases, all your allergies. These things, for whatever reason, I it don't works. know why they do it. It works and it knocks out these diseases and allergies. So I have a ton of allergies. I will just stick with my allergies. Yeah, Laura, I'm not going to come over if you have hookworm. I'm not going to do the hookworm. If it was mm. a tapeworm and could eat all my food, I might think about it. But no, I'm not coming over. Just to get rid worm. of the allergies, I'm not doing it. However, it is a therapy for these diseases. I don't like worms. I don't want like, pinworms. Can you imagine, like, can you see them in the glass? Do you think? Uh, I'm thinking it's just the eggs, so they're microbiotic. Like, if you didn't have to see them. Oh, put a blindfold on. I imagine if you could taste them, like, you That's could feel thing, it, like, swimming them? in your mouth. As long as you couldn't see or feel them. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Maybe. Nope. 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 Mike, you want some hookworms? If it would cure out, like if I had certain allergies, yeah. I have allergies. I would do it. You'd live with for her my she, allergies. You'd live with her if she took hookworm. I mean, is it, I don't know. if you were allergic <laughs> to red meat, would you have hookworms? <laughs> if you, if she had hookworms and you're using her toilet, and you I'm can going get to bathrooms. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, how do you 
keep the rest of your family from getting hookworm. I don't know. Yeah. Any kind of worms, tapeworms, pinworms. If you're using anything that they pooped in, yeah, you can get it. I mean, if he's eating red meat, if you had a red meat allergy like I do, I have anaphylaxis for red meat. You would rather you would take hookworms to try to get rid of that. Yes. (laughs) His face dead serious. Absolutely. If it meant eating steak the rest of my life, absolutely. Burgers, sausages. You would have hookworms, so you could hopefully get rid of it. Yeah. yeah, I will not. Be I would go that. vegan before I'd let work. Yeah, I will not be doing. It. I'll body. just live with my allergies and maybe die from this. Fine. Well, Laura, since we're talking about hookworms, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with fecal transplants. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My infam- my information, infantimation, mm. comes from John Hopkins, mm. number one hospital in the country. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, depends on how much money we spend. Oh, also known as fecal oh, transplantation, stool transplant, bacteriology, or intestinal. Microbia transplant. I'm also telling you this now. If I have C. diff, I don't want anybody's poop in me. You wouldn't take my cat craps? No, I don't want any craps. Mm-hmm. But I have good healthy poop. Nope. Okay, thank you. Sometimes it's like peanut butter. Nope. Okay. Fecal transplant is used to treat persistent C. diff. Mm-hmm. A no infection. Yeah. Producing stinky, copious amounts of poop. Yeah. If you have C. diff, it can almost, it can kill some people. Oh. You, when you're pooping, it's like you've had go lightly. It it's lava stop. coming it's, out of yeah. you. It's nonstop. You cannot stop pooping. It is highly contagious. And you get it from a hospital. And you get it from a hospital. Yeah. It takes, so a fecal transplant takes healthy bacteria from a healthy person mm-hmm. and transfer it to a sick person. Mm-hmm. Usually done through a colonoscopy or done with an upper endoscopy. Nope. No. You could, I could almost go with you if you were putting it up my butt. You are not putting it down my throat. I really hope you know this is a medical podcast with her putting it up her butt. But, well, Laura, if you don't want to do it up your butt or down your throat, you could eat a crapsule. This is still down my throat. Your shit is still going down my throat. Brian has missed his calling with the crapsule. Mike has too. Missed his call. $40 a poop. This was a Thanksgiving topic yes. a couple of years ago yes, at my it table. Was. Same. My son. My son loves the topic of the crapsule. I'm dedicating this episode to him. Well, I'm dedicating it to the Pouliots because yeah. they sat at my table one time and were floored that this was a thing mm-hmm. and then couldn't stop asking questions about because it. Because it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Medford, yeah, down the street from me. $40 a poop. Yeah. So Drexel University, they are researching the crapsule. Mm-hmm. So you eat the crapsule and <coughs> the actual name of the... I'm sorry, it's, you don't eat the crapsule. The name of the article is, Eat Crapsules! <laughs> Researchers probe the power of poop. <laughs> I loved the title of that article. Probe the power probe of poop. Power poop. I mean, if we could harness the power of poop, my husband could retire. Yeah. All right. So the crapsule contains highly purified bacteria. Thank, I hope so. Spores from stool donations. <laughs> <laughs> from someone's so, shit. It's gross what? enough when you do a sperm donation <laughs> and you know that dirty old recliner that's in that room. <laughs> Could you imagine the stool donations? <laughs> do you bring it in? I don't, do you poop there? I, I, I'm assuming you poop on premises. Because I guess like you could take any like a sick person's poop and they wouldn't want that. No, you got to poop you on have premises. To prove that you're healthy do you have poop. to poop with somebody watching? Like you do a drug test? Like how does this go? I don't know. But like how do you you just poop on demand? And is forty dollars enough? No, for my shit. No, no. I mean, I'm, I am giving it to the uh, sewer department for That's free. That's fine. They can have it for free. But do they have a bidet? I need my bidet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might it might overhydrate I wonder the if they fucking have, like, sample. A seat warmer. 
Oh, to really make get it comfy. This. I bet you they have a squatty potty. Oh, hunt. you need a squatty <laughs> potty. Squatty potty. People to poop. So you can get as much poop yeah. donations as possible. Oh. So once you donate your stool, yeah, the donations are then put into a pill form and administered to patients. <laughs> what they have found, though, is in the early, early trials of C. diff, fifty percent of the C. diff cases came back. But they are not giving up on the power of the poop. No, don't give up on poop. They are back to the drawing board and hoping to use crapsules to help patients with Crohn's and colitis. Why? Why do they need poop? Why do they need my poop? Because something about the healthy, like the hookworms. To line the It does. They're missing something. Because, you know, in that poop is all kinds of flora. C. diff and other illnesses get rid of all of that, which is why you shit your brains out. Yep. No. I can't give my poop to a diabetic, I can tell you that. No, oh my God. They you, couldn't, you couldn't give it to me. I'd go into diabetes. Yeah. So that is the power of the poop, Laura. Oh my God. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Power. I'll take my to chances. the power of the poop. Take my chances with C. diff. Okay, this one might make me gag while I'm talking about it. because it was making Let me, me swallow. G- okay. Because it was making me gag when I was writing it down. Yeah. 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 Um, again, I'm not going to be able to say this. Oh God. Osteo. Odento. Keratoprosthesis. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Osteo's bone. I got all I got. Uh huh. Oh, dento. Dentist mouth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bone mouth. Keratoprosthesis. Mucous membrane. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a tooth in your eye. It's a tooth in your eye. In your eye. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Why would you put a tooth in your eye? (laughs) This was developed (laughs) in the U.S. uh, and performed for the first time just a couple years ago, Nicole. It's used as a last resort surgery for people with diseased corneas. When your cornea becomes cloudy and damaged, the eye can no longer see through it and people yeah, go blind. blind. So to, you know, they they have a million other procedures to do to try to fix your cornea. You can do a corneal transplant, blah, 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 blah. You can do a million things to try to fix this. It's bad when your corneas go bad. If nothing else works, we can do a tooth in your eye. I, I'm, so I'm getting the sick procedure. Oh, God. Like, do you walk around with an actual tooth in your fucking eye? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scarred area of the eye and the eyelid are removed. So your eyelid and your... Your eyelid. Mm-hmm. And the scarred part of your eye are all removed. Is and this done in the United States? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why we developed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you replace that that you just took out with the lining of your mouth. So they take out some lining of your mouth and replace, put that into your eye socket. Um, and then they remove a tooth from your mouth. Then they drill a small hole in your tooth and place a small lens inside that hole. A lens. A lens. Um, and then they take that tooth with a lens and stick it in your cheek and wait for it to get vas- vascular. Like, wait for it to get a blood supply. Okay? So now you have your che- tooth with your lens drilled into it in your cheek. In your eye socket, it has your mouth lining in it is your eyeball still in it no well they removed the disease part so I'm, i don't know like i think part of your eyeball you know like i don't they didn't is really this to make you see again there has to be uh-huh. some yeah, eye left to make you see you'd have to have a retina yeah. and an optic yeah, so, nerve left because it goes to the back right. of your eye. so i don't really know what's going on just the cornea they remove mm-hmm. i don't know uh so you get your tooth implanted into your cheek once the tooth has blood supply it is removed from the cheek and a hole is made in the mouth mucosa that's covering your eye. And the tooth with a lens is placed in that hole. Who thought of this? I don't know. The mucosal layer has a hole where the pupil used to be. 
So there's no, it's just a hole to the back of your eye. And the tooth with the lens allows the light to be reflected to the back of the eye, allowing the patient to see again. So you are walking you around with your eye with mouth mucosa and a tooth with a lens in it. Like How here. am I supposed to talk to you with that? I don't know. How am I supposed to look you in the I don't face? Know. Not say anything. I don't know. And not crack a smile How when can- you're looking at me through a tooth. I just don't know how that can be. Com- like, is it worth <laughs> Like the uncomfortableness, you know, like that can't be comfortable. I mean, I don't know. Seeing is pretty big. It It is. It looks like there's a tooth sticking on your eye. Do you have a picture? I will put it up on social media. Please. It looks like your eye is red and it has a tooth out of it. Why a tooth? It looks like there's a tooth We couldn't come up with something better than tooth. It It looks like you have a tooth in your eye. That's disgusting. It's horrible. (laughs) I don't know how many they've done. They just started doing it a couple years ago. Why? So people can you can't come up with a better form to look out of than my tooth? I, I don't know. And then that whole time that tooth is in, they get in the blood supply. This is just covered with your mouth mucosa. Well, you're going to have one of those pirate patches on there. God willing. Ugh. Maybe that's what I they mean, do. Like, and then when they have like, to see, they flip I get it the mouth mucosa because your eyelid. I get that. I don't get the tooth. It doesn't look right. I don't get the tooth. It doesn't look right. It looks like there's a tooth sticking out of your eye. That's disgusting. It's bad. I literally, I don't even know what to say to this. Yeah, it's bad. Well, that really, I'll put pictures up. That makes my urine therapy look pretty pathetic. <laughs> it does. But my milk bath. Wait till I get okay, my milk bath. Wait. All right. Well, that's a hot act to follow, Laura. Sorry. I'm going to go with urine therapy from WebMD. I mean, that doesn't sound great. Well, in the past, it has been used as folk remedies, human urine, for asthma, arthritis, allergies, cancer, indigestion, migraines, and infertility. And jellyfish things. In jellyfish strings, mm. but as we know in jellyfish Doesn't strings, work. human urine, even in survival mode, is considered unhealthy and dangerous. Mm. Uh, urine, especially in the dehydrated form, which mm. is when you would be drinking it, mm-hmm. contains a high amount of salt. Mm-hmm. So drinking it will make you even more thirsty. thirsty and unhealthy. So do you know what we use instead of human urine, Laura? Animal urine? What kind? Horse? Yes. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. We use... Because you pee like a racehorse. That's yeah, why yeah, yeah. We use horse urine. Oh. Uh, pregnant mare urine is used in many female Pregnant hormones. mare urine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it is found in Premarin, Estroderm. Really? Vaginal creams. Vagifen. Oh. And it is a very contradictile, with, like human PETA and all those places don't like it because the female horses are kept pregnant to create oh. this urine. I was going to say, that's not to that, make I mean, the drug. Pee, but okay. Right, but they're kept pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And, and so the humane groups are really bullshit mm-hmm. about it. Um, so there's not a lot of fact on it because it, every article you get either humane therapy right. or whatever. So, But that's what it's used for. We use urine. We're using horse urine for our vaginas. For our vaginas, yeah. For our <laughs> vaginas. All right, what you got? Okay, I got an honorable mention on ichthyotherapy. This, this is not going to be good. Fish therapy. It's fish therapy. Yeah, what does it do, though? It's not as bad as Are you, you think. eating them? No. Are you shitting them? No. Are you letting them swim in your mouth? No. Gara Rufa, which is nicknamed the Dr. Fish, <laughs> live in the rivers in Turkey and Iran. Do they have little stethoscopes around there? Yes. <laughs> and little white coats. <laughs> um, and they, they're really condescending to yeah. all the other fish. Pardon, I'm a doctor fish. For hundreds of years, people with skin ailments on their feet have gone to these rivers and had the doctor fish pick away at their skin. Oh, well, the Kardashians did shit like this to didn't remove they? the ailments. Yeah. So now 
so these fish, that's what they do. They literally, if you put your foot in there and you had psoriasis or you had some like mm-hmm. infection or whatever, they would, if you put your feet in these rivers, these fish fly to your feet and bite off. You don't feel it because it doesn't, mm-hmm. they're little teeny tiny fish, bite off any, any of that affected tissue. So it helps cure whatever ailment you have that would disturb me greatly yeah so now they can be used to treat psoriasis and dermatitis of the feet um or just remove your dead skin in a pedicure because they'll put these little fish in a little pool at your pedicure i still would rather the cheese grater yeah i like the cheese grater makes me feel good good um but they they do this like you can go get a pedicure with these fish and they you put your feet in the water they no no so no, that's and kind bite of all the dead skin that's off. disturbing i yeah. don't want the meat in my feet well, that's fish therapy all right well laura well my honorable mention made me gag. Mm. Um, and I, like I said, I started investigating tapeworm therapy because I mm. thought that's what this was about. <sighs> so due to the size of a tapeworm, their teeth are very intense. Why do these things have teeth? Because they got a latch on to the intestinal wall. Oh. So they're very difficult to get rid of. Because mm. so like modern day treatments, you give them, you eat something that makes them disgusting sick and they and then you shit them out they detach and you shit them out but in the past people try a milk bath no i'm afraid of this i'm most clinicians say this doesn't work but this does not stop people from doing it what is a milk bath well the theory is that tapeworms love milk i do i do remember that and sugar yep so if you put your ass <gasps> in milk the tapeworms will come out of your ass or this is my favorite not an enema Sleep with your mouth open next to a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you just put your ass in milk? Could you Why fucking would you... imagine waking up in a tapeworm slithering out of your mouth? No. Why would you do that? Just have it come out of your ass. I'd Why would you want to come out of, my out of your face? And there's a picture of a fucking basin of tapeworms <laughs> that goes with this. Like a hundred fucking tapeworms. Why? I literally was at work writing this and I did. I was like, <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, oh my God. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Why would you want them to come out of your face? But could you imagine waving your ass over a thing? Of I milk? would rather wave my ass yep. over milk. But you're waving. have it come out of my mouth to a glass of milk. Sleep with it next to your mouth, Laura, and they'll all come out. You want something that's been in your intestines, in your stomach, but to come out of your to mouth. Now come out your esophagus in your mouth. That's what I'm saying. Your face. You want it to come out of your no. face. No, I don't. Want I would them. rather it come out of my ass. I don't want them at all. I don't either. But it's I coming out of my ass. When I was way. a kid, my mother used to tell me if I ran around barefoot, I'd get tapeworms. My mother used to tell me, no, someone used to tell me, was it my mother? I don't remember. You must have a tapeworm. You eat like a oh, truck yeah, but, no, but my mother, if you yeah. run around, oh, you bite your nails, you're going to get tapeworms. Oh, you'll get worms. If you bite your nails, you get, get worms. You're going to get worms. It's a given. You're mm-hmm. getting worms from, from mm-hmm. that. So I found that fucking disgustingly Why? revolting. Why? Could you, like, yeah, I would rather wave my ass uh, over a glass oh of milk. My God. But could I'd you imagine, my like, milk all, day. all of these worms coming out of your ass while you're just waving it? Nope. So milk bath. That was my honorable mention. Hey, I'm gonna throw up. And with that, I have one I'm more. done. I have one more. Okay, I am done. Which I thought was gross until you talked about those coming <laughs> out of your mouth to a glass of milk. <laughs> Nauseating. This honorable mention was hippo sweat sunscreen. Research into sunscreens has found hippo sweat to block nearly 100 percent of UV rays. And how are we obtaining this? It does not damage human skin. And does not harm animals in its processing. Because hippos just sweat out the sweat. Uh, sounds great, right? Like, no Imagine problem. how much that sunscreen is. No, you're not going to wear the sunscreen, Nicole. Because um, hippo sweat is not clear and salty like human sweat. 
Hippo sweat is called blood sweat, which is neither blood nor sweat, but it's something that they secrete naturally for sunscreen for themselves. It looks like they are bleeding Aww. out of their pores. And people want to use this. No, 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 no. The blood, it's not blood. I don't know what it is. It's not blood or sweat. It's, it's like gross. it's a natural sunscreen that they excrete, and it looks like. All right, yeah. so hippos spend the entire time of their life in water. Why do they need fucking sunscreen? Well, because their backs are up. You know, your yeah. back. If you're yeah. swimming in the pool, you got a sunscreen. <laughs> on. So they literally secrete this red shit, and that's it's it's been um, studied, and we you can know use what? it as sunscreen. Fucking Kim Kardashian's probably paying a million dollars a bottle for yeah, that. Her shit. skin looks great. Yeah. Um, we got this list from shortwhitecoats.com. Uh, it was, uh, that was something. That was gross. Oh, so, we have that email. Yeah, so we do. Okay. Cool. Okay. This is um, an email called Jetski. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, ladies from Georgia. Hi. I love your po- podcast and I've been listening almost nonstop for the past few months. I just finished listening to your episode recapping some episodes and I realized mm-hmm. I had a small story. Um. She said that jet skis, they seem fun and they seem like a great time. And I love riding a jet ski. But there's a reason it's called a jet ski is because there's a jet of water shooting from the back of it. If you fall off, which people do all the time, fall off the back of the jet ski, there has been people, Cases. cases, that the jet stream of water shoots directly up your butt because if you think about when you fall off you have your legs around it when you fall off mm-hmm. your legs go up your butt is talk facing, about a bidet holy yeah. shit your butt is facing that jet of right. water that is screaming out of this machine um and it has torn patients rectums yeah if you have that would your rectum torn you have to have surgery they have to give you an ostomy because your rectum is mm-hmm. torn up um to divert to let everything rest usually it's temporary for that um but it could be a permanent ostomy so you really need to think about it before you get on to a jet ski because that is a jet stream um anyways i hope you guys are doing well and can't wait for your next episodes katie Mm. katie that email has been paraphrased to protect the innocent um, so if you're wondering what we just did to your email, we're just making sure that um, there's no identifiable identifiable marks to anybody who may not want to be known. Yes, <laughs> um, but that's but thank you for the email because that's that's quite. I never thought of that. If you think like think about how you fall, like I've fallen off a jet. Like if you fall, think about mm-hmm. how you fall back. Your ass is facing the jet ski. Oof, that would fucking kill. That is a huge stream. Jet that is a jet stream kill. of water. That would yeah. absolutely kill. It will literally rip up yeah. your rectum. So be very careful on jet skis, people. And there you go. So welcome to October. Yeah. Here we are. Um, October's also is a colonoscopy month, colon mm-hmm, cancer month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So our next episode, we're going to cover um, colon cancer, colonoscopies, et cetera. Yeah. All the things we can put up your butt. Yeah. That are legal. Um, so <laughs> have a wonderful day. Enjoy the fall. Pumpkin spice. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.